This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Good morning, everyone. I am Jamie Jennings from Phoenix, Arizona. And I am Emily Thompson from Saugerties, New York. And you are listening to a special jumping edition of Horses in the Morning on Horse Radio Network for September 1st, episode 1247, brought to you today by S Equestrian and Precise Buildings. Good morning, Horse World. Oh, my God. It's Tuesday. It's top-class show jumping uh, at the very best. Every horse is different and you've got to be able to understand and read each different horse. Remember we're looking for those clears in this round to go forward to the jump off. You can't ask for anything more. It's just pure theatre. Oh my gosh, did you say it's September 1st? Does that mean August is finally over? I the know. longest month ever. <laughs> I don't, I, is it hard for you guys up in New York? Is August just a sweaty month up there anyway? It just seems terrible no matter where you are. You know, it is, but it's, we're like showing, you know, like in the middle of showing. So uh, to be honest, I pretty much lose track of the day of the week, month. <laughs> it, it, it pulls me back in with as equestrian, some of my other obligations, but yeah, yeah. I was surprised too. I was like, oh wow, it's over. It's okay, over. On to the next. Because <laughs> August here in Phoenix is just the worst. I mean, you can't do any, I ride at five in the morning when the sun is coming up and you, you know, you've maybe two horses you can get ridden and then you're done because oh my it gosh. gets to yeah. hundred feet. I try to, I try to think of, uh, August is our, everybody else is February, you know, just yeah. that one month of the year that just sucks, but you don't have to deal with that. Cause you it, just, it's really not so much. Okay. Like in New York, it's, it, it can be hot and we had quite a few really hot days, but, um, but yeah, you know, I had my business down in Dallas for six years in Texas and oh, I, I hear you. Yeah. We're bathing horses <laughs> middle of the day. I mean, it's uh-huh. riding early in the morning. Absolutely. It's, it's brutal. So you're yeah. in the home stretch. Yeah, in the home stretch. But then when do you guys uh, pull up the the stakes and head down south to Florida? Ah, Well, you know, we never really know. That's part of the excitement of it all. But I think (laughs) this year, um, you know, we've got a baby due like any day there uh, now down there in uh, Wellington. So I really want to get down there soon. But um, we for sure committed up here through hits. This is our last week showing up here. And then I've got a couple weeks at Princeton. I I think we might just head down then like first week in October even. Wow. Okay. So not not too far away. And when you say you have a baby due, of course, that's (laughs) an equestrian baby. It is a pony baby, a horse baby. Yeah. Those of you that know me. Uh, Yeah. It's um, she's a little bit out of breeding season because it was a live cover situation. But uh, but yeah, she she was actually we thought maybe even due Monday. So I've been like, you know, texting people down there like what's happening? (laughs) Well, that was my next question is, why is a foal being born in September? Was this an oops baby or? You know, a little bit because I have, uh, my breeding operation is all live cover. So we 
some of them are AI, most of them are live covers. So you you get a few of these. We actually thought she was pregnant before, but but it turned out that she was not. And then it was live cover, and so we're a bit outside. It's also okay. her, I think, her first baby, so she's a little late. Okay, gotcha. And and you know what? You're in, she's in Florida. Doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like a snowstorm is gonna hit her. You know? oh, I know, but I was like freaking out last week with the the hurricane scare. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, but that's true. Fingers well, crossed. Yeah, if she's not going to do it when a, a hurricane threat is there, that's usually when they'll drop a full. Is like, oh, there's a hurricane coming. It's a full moon, and the weather's terrible. And then that's when they have their full. Get this baby out. Yeah, exactly. Totally. I know. Exactly. Well, we've got. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, the first Tuesday of every month is always dedicated to the jumper world and to to your world and uh, to S Equestrian. And we thank you guys for being a, a sponsor. And we got a new uh, sponsor in Precise Buildings. I'm so looking forward to asking questions about that for when I have to build a barn someday. But uh, Jennifer, why don't you tell us what's coming up on today's show? On today's special jumping episode with Equestrian, S Equestrian, it's going to be HITS CEO Tom Struzeri, who is going to tell us why the upcoming HITS Championship Tour is going to be the biggest and best ever. And then Jimmy Fairclaw tells us about his upcoming trip to Belgium for the Young Horse Championships. And then mid-show, the Equestrian Corner has a new product pick, as they do every month. And then we'll get to know BJ Erdhart, from Precise Buildings and cause us all want to build a new barn. And then galloping through the finish, Andrew Philbrick gives us the show organizer's point of view. So stay tuned for the fray, folks. Now, Emily, did I hear the good news that you're turning 21 next week? (laughs) It's so funny. No, it's 32, truth be told. <laughs> but yes, yes, yeah, I'm vertically challenged. So sometimes I'm mistaken for a junior or, uh, you know, just aged out. Uh, only just even like five, six years ago, someone asked me if I could fill the equitation. I was like, uh, no, I'm just short. It's different than that. Yeah, but- it's, it, there's nothing like when somebody says, oh, I thought you were a kid. Then I saw your face. Yeah, surprise, and then you yeah. were terrified. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm five oh, too. I guess. Yeah, exactly. You, you, yeah, exactly. We're in the same boat. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a birthday week, so it's funny because it always has been on a big horse show. When I was a junior, it was always at regionals, and um, you know now it's right smack in the show week, which is fine for me. Like I'm a horse show girl. It's cool. Whatever. I don't need yeah. a birthday party. We need to we need to feed and clean the stalls no matter yeah, what. So exactly. <laughs> it, Christmas, Thanksgiving, true. birthday parties, like honestly, who knows? The yeah, horse has got to eat though. That's for exactly. sure. <laughs> exactly. So what have you been up to? You've been showing a lot. How's the business? Talk to me. You know, it's good. Yeah, I've been showing quite a bit. Um, we have kind of a rotated cast of horses. Um, we have uh, really a lot of younger ones. You know, I had the the uh, four coming five year old black stallion last year that we had started getting ready to show and under tack and all of that. And then the partnership, once he was ready to go, ended up exporting him, which was very exciting to France, <gasps> their farm. So I actually got to go over when I was horse shopping uh, the last month and see him compete over there in the five year olds, which was awesome because we brought him and he was from here in the States. Um, and so now I have his little brother, though, who is also a black stallion, is oh. a year, uh, a year in between. So he's three. Um, but he's under tack. We're riding him around. He is so cute. Free jumped everything. He is such a cool little dude. And uh, he's out to pasture now. We're going to let him chill for a little bit. 
Um, and then the other guys are, are all kind of young and some, some partnership horses, some development horses for sale and whatnot. So, uh, we're just, uh, we're just kind of getting sorted out with our horses, but we have been showing, um, I went out to Princeton, which we'll have Andrew Philbrick on later talking about that. That was a super show fun for the young horses, really, really great, uh, great arena to compete in. And then other than that, I mean, my home is Saugerties. I love being up here. I love the horse show. Tom puts on a great deal and we're just, we do all the weeks. So I've been up here doing that. And then also the clothing line, which is a sponsor at the horse show here with Tom at hits and we manufacture in Manhattan. So I'm like, you know, driving like a mad woman back and forth from New York to Socrates quite a bit, but yeah, busy, but good. Okay. I got to back up. So let's get to the, the black stallion. Cause the last <laughs> time I was on the show with you, yeah, he was quite the handful. Oh my and gosh. So you breed, a, the, I don't know if this has ever happened. You breed a horse here and they import him to Europe, right? I know it was That's awesome. Amazing. And he, he jumps. I, I posted the video on Facebook. Um, Olivier pro, uh, rides him. He's a, a top rider there in France. And, uh, I mean, the little dude jumps like three feet over the jumps. He did his first five-year-old class when he got there and everybody's like cheering, like top sport, top sport. They love him so much, but yeah, he's a wild man. I mean, he, he, they're, 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 they're similar in a lot of ways. They're papered identically, same mother, same father, uh, a year in between. So the three-year-old's, uh, a bit younger, but, uh, but really very, very, I would say different on, on some levels with the personality, you know, the, the older brother was very explosive. He would get excited and, you know, right around on his hind legs and bucking. And it was always like a spectacle. And mm -hmm. the little guy, he's just not really so much like that. He, really? he does. You know, he bucks and he's fresh and, and, and very playful like that. But um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they grow. I, I've never had two pap full papered siblings before, <clears throat> excuse me, before like that developing. So it's super, it, it's like exciting and educational. And I see so many similarities, but I'm also like, man, this dude is so different. Like he's just, wow. he's chill. Like he stands on cross ties and stuff. You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, cool. Does all those like normal behavior things yeah. that the last one was so challenging for all yeah. of that. How cool that there's such a big difference in, in full siblings. I mean, I, I you think about it, like I'm totally different than my brother. I'm way yeah. better than he is. So, yeah. uh, it must be, I must be <laughs> the too, second buddy. baby stallion. <laughs> right. Exactly. Me too. Yeah, I'm in the middle. Yeah. Take two. Better, better than both the brothers. But yeah, it's like you you never I guess you never know. I don't have experience really working consistently with those full siblings. I know people say they can be different. I see again so many similarities, but yeah, the uh the sort of undertone is different. The eye is different. So, we'll see. It's exciting. They both love to jump. So, that's that's the name of the game. That's the most important part. Now, uh as equestrian, what's going on? What's new with the company? Oh, keeping me busy as usual. Uh, we so, actually just launched the new website so you guys can check it out. It is eceequestrianco.com. It's uh, got a new page that you can access for the custom orders, which is really taken off so people could do custom shirts. We're actually, believe it or not, just launching a sort of made-to-order jacket program, uh, coat, oh, wow. sorry, show coat. They're not custom, but they are made to order and there can be modifications, little revisions in the, in the sizing, depending on what people need, say, let out the sleeves an inch, take them up, things like this. Um, but you can access all of that now on sequestrianco.com. It's very exciting. The men's shirts have been out now for a couple months. The new ones, uh, very, really sharp looking. The, the, the boys love them. Actually, Todd Minicus won the last year's million in one of our custom Purina shirts, which was really great for business. We love it. 
and uh, it they just look sharp, I think. So you can follow that model and you can get your own logo. Our logo does not have to be on it. You can put your own logo for the men on the collar, on the side of the collar, like the Purina shirt. For the women, you can do it on the back of the collar. So I think that's really where the business is starting to go and, and take off is that custom program. It's only eight shirts and you can order your own logo liner. And again, our logo is not on it. It's, it's pretty sweet. They look great. Wow. These, this website is gorgeous. It's different than uh, your yeah. equestrian website, but it's really beautiful. And so the, a lot of the custom orders I'm looking through here, you can get your basically your own team, like say you went to the University of Kentucky or the University of Florida is right on here. And that gator, you can get that gator put on the shirt. Where does it go on the shirt? The back of the collar and it goes, well, you have the liner, all the shirts are white. They're arrow cool, top of the line fabric, UV 50 plus wrinkle treated, wrinkle treated, stain treated. They they're hard wearing and you, Oh, that's right. You have one. That's right. You're my venter girl that has one. I love it. Yes. And you look so cute in them too. It's perfect. I wear it everywhere. (laughs) I know. That's right. I saw saw you in the beer garden. Yeah. What was that? A couple months ago. Rocket, Jamie. I love it. (laughs) I kind of wear it like not even around horses and around horses. That's the beautiful thing about it is it's stain treated. So it like comes white again, you know, it just stays. It's great. So anyway, so you, so they're all white. The bodies are all white. And then you can do your own logo on the inside of the collar where my printed logo generally is. Mm -hmm. That material is like equivalent to maybe like a high grade swimsuit material. It's the slowest drying part of the shirt, which you know how quickly that dries. It practically comes out of the washing machine dry. And Mm -hmm. you then from there can use your logo or another logo or writing or whatever and put the embroidery on the shirt. A lot of athletic fabric doesn't embroider well, but because this is a thicker PK knit, you really can embroider and it's, uh, it, it looks nice. It looks really sharp. We've actually, I'm pretty good about, uh, keeping the posting on Facebook. We have an S equestrian and an S equestrian for IHSA Facebook page. I'm pretty good about keeping up with those. So when this next production comes out, we've got a bunch of them coming out. They look so sharp with the embroidery, all different. You know, I mean, I love making my stuff, but to be honest, like I like making other stuff other people stuff more. <laughs> like when I open the box, I'm like, fantastic. There's like 12 different logos I would have never thought of. It uh, looks so good. They're, they're really beautiful. So you can check that out. You can look at them on Facebook as equestrian, as equestrian co.com uh, is also the new website. So check that out. And, um, what is the drive like? Because I'm I'm not a, a New York girl at all. What is the drive from Manhattan to Socrates look like? I mean, oh do you just take a train? Wouldn't that be easier? They're like it easier, but a lot of times I have so much stuff to carry. I have like fabric or samples, and I just I grew up right outside the city. So those of you that have driven in the car with me know that I'm a fairly aggressive driver, which you have to be to be safe in there. Like if you need to move over five lanes, you need to get it done. So that's sort of like my mentality and I have to walk is a bit far. I'm down. The sewing room is downtown from Grand Central Station. So it's kind of like, I just get to the point where I'm like, you know what, we're just going to fight our way in. So it's a hundred miles one way. I mean, it takes, if you hit any traffic at all, the drive does get quite long, but I try to time it in the middle of the day, miss rush hour, all the gridlock, or if you drive against traffic during rush hour, it's smooth sailing. But yeah, it's, uh, I actually have to shoot down there right after the radio today. It's not, uh, not my favorite thing to do, but you just, uh, cost of doing business, got to get it done, pedal to the metal. 
Girl, you're a badass. Sorry. I just, that, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm from Atlanta and the traffic was so bad there, but I can't even imagine New York just scares me. Uh, it's such I'll a tell you what's world. really scary is I've, I've knock on wood, never gotten into an actual accident in the city. And I, like I, you know, everybody else's cars are like beat up with bumper guards and everything. I had uh, about two weeks ago, I had the scariest thing. I was upstate back by Saugerties and I got run into by a deer. I did not hit the deer. What? It ran into my door so hard, messed up the whole side of the car, can't open my driver's side door. I mean, had I been in a smaller car, it would have come through the window. Like I saw it coming. I was like, ah, like slamming on the brakes, you know, and it just like flat ran, like not in the front of the car, like my door. So yeah, in my so, opinion, the upstate is, is more treacherous. So uh, was there venison for dinner or did it run away? It ran away. And she, it was a mother with a little baby. Thank God. I think she's okay. I mean, I'm like slamming on the brakes. Like all my stuff is like up in the front of the car. You know, my dog has <laughs> on the seat and everything. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what she was thinking, but just flat ran into me like really, really hard. So the door doesn't open. We're going to try to get it into the shop. <laughs> going to drive it down into the city today. So I know what she was thinking. She was thinking, why are you in my way? I know. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it was like a cartoon. I, there was so much time that I was like screaming. Ah! I mean, I was saying something more colorful, but I was slamming on the brakes and she just kept coming. That's but, a, that's a, well. I'm glad you guys are okay, and I'm glad she's all right. Otherwise, you'd be bottle raising a fawn right now, sitting right. next to you. Uh, well, listen, our first guest is here. Will you please yes. introduce? Like, th this is a big deal. Good this job. Is a big deal. It's, it's very exciting. Deal. This is one of my favorite people putting on my favorite events all year round. This is the founder and CEO of Hits Horse Shows nationwide and the host of the spectacular Triple Crown of Show Jumping, Mr. Tom Strazeri. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be on the, on the show. And uh, we're, we're about to get into a pretty crazy week here. So if you, see, if you hear a lot of noise in the background, it's because we're, I'm at the horse show right now. Oh, you are? That's awesome. I wish I was at the horse show. That's supposed <laughs> to be this week. I, I saw FEI stabling going up. It's looking pretty exciting. Got a lot of additions to the showgrounds there. We do. We've got about 150 horses in the FEI stabling this week. Um, really? you know, all vying to, yeah, exactly. All vying to compete uh, on Sunday in the million dollar class. Although the hundred thousand dollar class, the ranking class on Saturday is not such a bad consolation prize, but, um, the, the million dollar class is a, is a pretty important class, um, for, for so many of these riders. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. It's exciting. Well, back it up. Let's, let's go over the, a lot of our audience is maybe heard about it. You know, we talk about it a lot. These are all of my favorite events. So I'm always talking about them, but, but let's give them a real background on how did this start? Where, the, what the, the sort of conception of the million dollar class and then growing into the, into the triple crown of show jumping. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I jumped ahead there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I knew I should have read my script first. So, no, uh, no yeah. <laughs> We're, you know, we run horse shows around the country, and, and we, we the last few years have added these very special classes with a million dollars in prize money for the one class. So that we do we do three a year, and they're the three biggest prize money classes in America. Um, and one of them is here in Saudis, and it's this weekend. So for the for the last five years, we've done it as a um, U.S. Uh, EF national class. And this year, we elected to make it an FEI class and made it part of a five star event. Um, FEI five-star event. And for some perspective of what that means, you know, in 2014, there were only 
two five-star events in the entire country. So we don't have lots of five-star events in the United States. And so it's a pretty unique event. A five-star event with a million-dollar Grand Prix makes it very special, especially because, you know, that's ranking points. So the ranking points, the points that will count toward the FEI world ranking list, will be pretty significant this week um, because it's based on who's here and how much money we give away. So uh, the ranking points for, for that will be achieved by, by being very competitive on Sunday will be pretty significant. Why is that oh. really significant? I'm going to go on here. You guys will cut me off if you want me to slow down. No, no, but keep going. That's talk. great. <laughs> okay. Why is it really significant? This is an Olympic year for us now. You know, the Pan Am games are over, and now we're all thinking about Brazil, or the riders certainly are, and the way we're going to Ray Robert Ridland, the, the chef de chief of the U.S. team, is going to pick that team is via the world ranking list for the most part. So if you're not high on the world ranking list this year, um, you'll be challenged to make the United States uh, Olympic team. So it's very important for Olympic riders to do, for Olympic hopeful riders to do well in a class like this this weekend and gain some very valuable world ranking points. Um, now, people can use a five-star with just a Sunday class. The five-star is actually all week. So we have ranking classes four times this week. There's a, there's a $35,000 class Wednesday for those riders. There's one on Friday. And then there's a $100,000 class on Saturday. So four classes make the four classes of the five-star here in Saugerties, New York, this weekend. Wow, it's very exciting. It's not and always have fun this week, though. I'm gonna <laughs> you know, we've got some of the biggest, we had not some of, we also have the biggest hunter classes in the world at this show this weekend. So we, we have about $3 million in prize money this weekend in total. Um, and, you know, we have a $500,000 hunter class, which is five times bigger than the next biggest class in the world. We've got a $250,000 hunter class. Um, and we've got, uh, you know, um, some other, we have a $250,000 junior amateur jumper class. So it's a, it's a potpourri of special and unique events here this week. So much fun. It really go. is so great. My yeah. mom is actually showing. I should have said this in the beginning. She's going to shame me for it, but she's actually qualified and uh, showing in the 250 uh, Hunter Derby finals. Oh, nice. okay, great. I know. She's so excited. I'm like, you know, a jumper girl. I've got to like hire a professional braider and stuff, but <laughs> we're going to do it. We're going to do it. But yeah, I mean like the, okay, the Socrates is home for me. I'm here all, all spring, summer, fall. And so it's one of my favorite places. It, it's really fun to see the end of the summer with the, I mean, the, the event, the, the Socrates week, this championship week keeps growing and growing. And so there's like more and more people coming and now like, oh my gosh, the FEI stabling is like huge. It is so cool that the grounds are getting all dressed up. It's really, really exciting. And it's great for the sport. We don't have, for those of you that don't really understand the, the star system and, and all of this, uh, these are the biggest jumps that these guys have an opportunity to jump in this country, which is so epic to watch. You guys have to tune into the live stream and see this is top, top sport. And it's right here. You can come in, you can get tickets in New York. Um, it's all over, but, but tell us Tom about this. So there's the triple crown. So you have conceptualized this triple crown of show jumping. So tell us a little bit about that locations, timing. Yeah, sure. We do, you know, we do, this is the third leg, the final leg of our triple crown. We do two other $1 million classes. Um, in the course of the year, we do one at our facility in um, California, in Thermal, California, which is right outside of Palm Springs in the Coachella Valley there. We do that the third week of March. Um, so we, we uh, culminate our 
eight or ten week circuit in California with a million dollar Grand Prix, and riders come from all over the world for that. And then we do another million dollar class in Ocala the following week. Um, that's also at our property in Ocala, culminating our twelve week circuit there. So the one year in Saugerties is the finish of our all of our showing up here. You know, I think we do eight weeks up here. We have our biggest shows, our biggest number of horses come to our shows in the middle of the summer where we do about 2,500 stalls. Um, not as many stalls this week, although it's an exciting week. It's, you know, we've kind of honed it down to those who are competing here at the highest level. So we'll probably do about 1,900 stalls this week for our championship week. It's so wow. cool. It really looks like different out there. You guys are doing a lot to the grounds. Can you tell us a little bit about the improvements that you all have made this year? You know, we always make improvements. I have to say, you know, many of them are, are some, some being some of them more obvious than others. You know, when I come in and, and put in, you know, two miles of, of sewer pipe, very rarely do I get kudos, you know, and we lay over We're like Tom's taking up all the rings. We're telling people, but nobody's here to see it. <laughs> right. But this, you know, we, we decided to, you know, to, 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 to do some more landscaping here this year. You know, we got a lot of, we have, uh, you know, bring, when we, when we go to FEI five star, we've got the world paying pretty close attention to us. So we want to make sure we showed our, showed our, our, our best side. Uh, fortunate enough to get, um, a major sponsor, you know, we got, uh, Canadian Pacific railroad, uh, to, to sponsor the million dollar class this year. That's exciting. Uh, Huge. Great for, uh, you know, Hunter Harrison, the CEO there is a real supporter of the sport. Um, and so we're, we're, we're blessed to have him uh, on our team. So that's good for us. Um, you know, we got lots of big sponsors here to, to do all these classes. Of course, you need your corporate sponsors and we're fortunate enough to have a lot of people that, that, uh, support what we're trying to do with the sport. So, um, all, you know, being better every year, I hope. Oh, absolutely. No, it's really exciting. I mean, because we like, you know, stay, stay, it hits all, all season, um, Saugerties, and I always tune in live stream to the other events. But I remember, I guess it was like a couple years ago that we had the Saugerties million. And on the live stream, the guy came on and said, like, this is that they were announcing that we were going to have a triple crown and there was going to be some sort of like rider bonus if you thought that the that a rider could win or it not thought if a rider won all three in a row. Like, what is what three in a row or is that still active? not active anymore you know that insurance was a little challenging for us and so uh, uh we had it for the first year um and we don't have it we didn't have it this year to tell you the truth um so we decided you know to put that the money we're spending on that towards other classes you know we've added um, yeah. you know some other three hundred fifty thousand dollar grand prix throughout the year at some of our locations so we're we're still using that money to you know to benefit the horses and riders but just not using it in the same fashion well money well spent for sure i mean it's it's sure. it doesn't even seem possible honestly i was like that's i mean it's 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 yeah that's a tall order three in a row um that's really uh it, it's really incredible that you got all of these the hunter classes the junior jumper now that was just added last year right correct yeah that's very popular the, you know the junior amateur two hundred fifty thousand dollars class is a really popular class that one is sold out for this year uh riders qualified uh, all season long to get here. And so that's a good one. That'll be a great class. And that, that's a little different format. That's the time second jump off. So those who are familiar with watching show jumping are used to watching a, a typical Grand Prix as a time, time first jump off. This is a time second jump off, which means they jump one round and then they jump the second round. And then those who are still clear then would jump a third uh, round, a jump off round. So that's a little different. We do it over two days. Um, 
you know, we're, we're trying to make this a real championship week and um, we want to offer enough special classes to a, to a big enough variety of clients so that not only, so that we're not the only ones thinking it's a championship week. Uh, yeah, yeah, everybody else sure. will think that way as well. <laughs> oh no. I mean, it looks great out there. It was exciting. I've got to you know, be on the radio today and then I got to run into the city for the sewing room. But I was, I drove by the horse show this morning and saw the whole FEI, you know, fence up and everything. I was like, Oh man, I want to be at the horse show today. It looks so great. Everybody's pulling in and you got all kind of landscaping going on. I mean, it looks really good out there. Yeah. It's a crazy day. We're about, you know, we're, we're just a few minutes away from the jog, which will, which is, which probably was one of the more boring events, but it has to happen. You know, we jog all these, all these international horses to make sure they're sound enough to show, um, which is, you know, unique to, to these international shows. But uh, that means all the riders and horses will be here. So we were just a few minutes away from starting that. So, yeah, it, it, we're brimming with activity right now. That's so cool. So you guys, as our audience, you guys, you got to watch. These are the biggest jumps you're going to see, the top riders. We, they, where can everybody get the live, yeah. live stream, Tom? The live stream, they go to our website, you know, hit, hit shows, right? Hitshows.com, hits plural, shows plural.com, and you'll, you'll find, you know, you'll find the live stream. We're, we're, we're live streaming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so we'll live stream the qualifying class on Friday, which starts at noon. Um, we'll live stream on Saturday, the Hunter class. Um, I'm not sure what time that one starts. You got the wrong guy here, but, uh, I'm sure we can get that information for you and it's on our website. And then Sunday, we're going to live stream most of the day. We've got, you know, we have so many special classes on Sunday that most of the day we'll be live streaming um, the final round of the Hunter class, the final round of the Junior Amateur $250,000 class, and then the million dollar Canadian Pacific uh, Grand Prix at 2 o'clock. Very exciting. I'll tell you it's 8 a.m. on Friday because we're, we're in at that first class. Thanks a lot. But you guys have got to check it out. It is so cool. And then, and continue. I mean, it's the triple crown. You've got all of these three great dates, top sports show jumping, the best riders in the country, international riders as well. So you guys check it out, hitshows.com. And thank you so much, Tom, for coming on. I know you're a busy man. You got a lot going on there. We very much appreciate it. Perfect. Hey, thanks so much for having me on board. And uh, for those who listen in, I think it's going to be a great show to watch. And if you can get a chance to come out here, you know, these five stars are awarded based on, you know, how well we perform. And the more people we get here in the, in the audience to come watch our events, uh, you know, with money going to the family of Woodstock charity, which is a great charity here in town. So if you get a chance to spend the 10 bucks and if you're around town to come out on Friday, Saturday or Sunday, we'd love that. Um, and it just helps us grow the sport. Thanks for your time. Please. Absolutely. Do it guys. You got opportunity here to help the sport. All right. Thanks Tom. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care. Later. Yep. Bye. I'm so, I want to watch this on the webcast, a million dollar jumper club. I mean, that's incredible. Right. And like that, it's not just okay. Like that it's a million dollars. Like the jumps are the biggest jumps that these guys have an opportunity to build in this country. When you go to Europe, uh -huh. you have more five stars and that's a little bit the argument, you know, how can we get our riders to more of them have more depth in our teams so that our riders are prepared when they go over to Europe and show because like, like Tom's saying, there's not so many five stars, but it is so cool to watch because there's a lot of these guys that are, that qualify, um, and the reality is they're not all, all qualifying at five-star events. You know, they're, they're qualifying throughout the year 
at Hits Grand Prix. So you you re- you get to see a lot of horse and rider combinations that are up and coming that are just kind of getting out there and learning mm-hmm. how to jump big tracks like that. So, you know, to your, I, I don't like it, but you end up seeing, you know, a lot of your spectators are like, wow, you know, there's like crashes and, you know, oh, yeah, out and stuff. So there's the sort of, you know, the demolition derby effect going on as well. But you get to then you see like the top, top sport riders and horses. And it is unbelievable. The courses are incredible. It's so challenging, but it's fun. You guys totally, totally live stream. It is so worth it. The thrills and spills of the five star. I love it. Yeah. Hey, uh, so fantastic. That was a great interview. What a cool guy. So we've got our actually, uh, we've got our next guest on the line just to kind of keep it rolling. Uh, introduce us to Jimmy Fairclaw, please. Yeah. So this is one of my good friends, Jimmy Fairclaw. We have had him on before giving some amazing training tips. He is a super rider specializing in young horses. He also has a few top horses along the years. So welcome to the show, Jimmy. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Yes, we're excited that you're able to come on. We had some very exciting things happen with him over the last couple of months in his young horses. Not to mention you were like killing it out there like a rock star at the Hamptons. Your horses are jumping super. Congratulations. Thank you very much. He was uh, fantastic. I couldn't ask for anything better out of my horse. It's uh, been a very, very fun year and a great way to finish off his six-year-old year in, in the Hamptons this past weekend. Which is hard, right? I mean, it's really hard on the horses. Yeah, yeah it, it was very hard, and it was really strategic, you know, for myself and my team um, trying to figure out what horses we were going to pick and choose for this horse. And uh, we pushed hard this season in Florida just to see what he was made out of. Um, and then we decided to give him just uh, Devin and Lake Placid to get ready for the Hamptons. Uh, you know, I, I don't feel like it's totally necessary for a horse at six years old to show every single horse show. Um, and I also don't think it's uh, fiscally responsive, uh, responsible to do so. Uh, <laughs> you know, we all want totally. to make money when we sell these horses at the end of the day, and we can't uh, go to every single horse show. But um, uh, he was fantastic all season. He only had four rails from the beginning of left till, uh, till the Hamptons finished at the la- final round this past weekend. So... I, I couldn't ask for anything better out of my horse this year. That's so cool. Well, you're great with the young ones. It's yeah. really fun to watch the, uh, you be able to develop these horses. You know, I'm passionate about young horses, and it's really, you know, it, it, there there's a collection of people that do it right and a collection that, that in my opinion, do not. Uh, and it's it's very cool to see to see you consistently produce with these guys. So so share the big news. I haven't dropped dropped the bomb here, but what's going on with you? So I'm very excited. Uh, we are selected as a wild card for the uh, the Young Horse World Championships uh, to go in Lineock in Belgium. Um, it's myself right now, and uh, as far as I know, two other riders, uh, Taylor Fleury, who has the number one ranking uh, five-year-old in the country right now, and uh, she, she's going to be fantastic. I, I hope to see her there. I'm not sure uh, if she's going to end up making it, but uh, she was selected. Uh, as part of uh, the U.S. riders to go over and, and represent the team over there, uh, which is quite exciting. Um, and uh, Sarah Shearing, as well, has a very successful six-year-old that won the uh, six-year-old finals in Wellington uh, that is also going as well. And we'll, we'll be sharing a box when we fly over. So uh, it's really exciting to have a group of nice young horses to be going to the World Championships uh, this year. And to know how we we stack up against the you know the big boys in Europe who are renowned for uh, their young horse development, so we're quite excited about that. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a machine over there and, and to have our, our top few here be able to go just like that and compete and see, I mean, how exciting. So tell us about the, the championships. Where is it? You know, what, what's the deal? So it's in Lynock in Belgium starting on the 16th of September. Uh, it's 150 horses in each age group. So each, uh, breed book, if you will, gets their own, uh, group of horses that get to go so for holland they have i believe it's six or seven horses per age group i could be wrong on that number six or seven horses per age group um that are allowed to go to the world championships and they have to be selected based on their performance in their national finals so you know from uh, you know across the world you have all these different uh, horses in different breed books that are going to be represented uh, at the world championships, which is going to be quite exciting. It's really amazing. Um, so, and the six, in the six-year-olds, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to see what my, uh, my horse is capable of because the Hamptons were great and they do a great job here in the States of, uh, building, uh, an amazing course an amazing track and trying to structure it like they do at the world championships there. Um, the only thing is, is they, they jump bigger. Uh, it's more technical and it's bigger. Uh, this year we didn't have a water in six-year-olds. Uh, Lionock and they have a full water and they build it meter 35 for the final. Uh, the biggest we jump here in the six-year-olds is a meter 30. And, you know, maybe you'll see a meter 35 vertical here or there. I think there's one in the jump off uh, for the six-year-old finals. Um, but it's going to be very exciting to see what my horse is capable of, you know, in that atmosphere and uh, with that, you know, technicality of a course and uh for the size of the course as well so uh, oh, i'm very excited to see what he's capable of yeah it's it, it's it, it's dicey on a five and a six-year-old it really is you just <laughs> yeah you changed oh. the, the turf yeah okay so you're you were out on grass right at the hamptons no actually they changed it this year there was no grass this year wow. uh we were in the jumper annex the whole time um which i was kind of disappointed about i, I had set the horse up and jumped water and schooled on grass getting ready for uh the derby field and expecting it to be out there but unfortunately I, uh we were actually on the footing which is fine um but uh you know it, to, to sharpen your teeth and get ready for why knocking um you know we, we have to school ourselves at home a little bit harder and just get uh, prepared for that um so the and so it'll be a big outdoor arena then obviously the best footing available Yes, it's on the uh, synthetic footing there, um, and they have a ring for each age group. The five-year-olds have their own ring, uh, six-year-olds have their own ring, and then the, the big stadium is for the seven-year-olds, and uh, five-year-old finals, six-year-old finals, and the seven-year-old finals all go in the big stadium, which is quite exciting, uh, you know, being there in, in front of a well-educated crowd. Uh, you, know, you know, when you're here in the States, you have people watching young horses say, oh, that's interesting, that's interesting. But they really do not know much about the breeding. And when you have that many horsemen there from around the world that know the breed books, that know the breeding, it's, it's quite nice to, to have that kind of uh, audience while you're showing. Oh, yeah, uh, for I'm sure. I'm quite excited about that. Yeah, I know that's it's so exciting. It really is. And, and for the American breeding um, to have uh, it, your horse is imported, isn't he? He is. He is he imported, is. but uh, he's been stateside uh, for the last year now. Okay, so I mean that's all of his development, and then we've got a couple other yeah. horses that are that are homebreds. Um, and you know, I recently exported yeah. 
the five-year-old stallion I had last year. And it's very exciting. I mean, to, to have us being able to play on the young jumper scene like this, it's, it's where it's going. I mean, to to make top sport horses, you've got to make young jumpers. I mean, it's, you know, one hand washes the other, but tell me about your, your, uh, sort of like building up to it. You know, what your, your training. Okay. You've just shown at the Hamptons, you're going to rest and train a little bit. And then when, when do they, when do they fly? So the horses are flying out uh, this Friday. Uh, I'm going to go base with uh, Stull Hendricks, with uh, Emil and Paul Hendricks, uh, where I have uh, a great relationship with them. I used to ride for them years ago. And uh, Emil will be helping me, which is fantastic. You couldn't ask for any better eyes on the ground uh, for helping the last final tuning to be uh, to be calibrated by such a great horseman. Um you know, they also have the, the Dutch sport horse auction going on at the same time. So I will also be able to, to be watching some of the other riders and the other young horses getting ready for the finals as well. Um, there's going to be several other people there that are rebasing out of Hendricks, getting ready for it. Uh, they also have four other horses going to the finals as well. So uh, it'll be nice to be uh, rubbing shoulders with them and pushing each other while we're training. It's uh it's going to be quite nice. Um, oh, it's such an opportunity. Horse, yeah, exactly. And for myself, I haven't had any uh, international mileage with my own horses. I, I did have international mileage when I rode for Hendrix, but it's not the same thing when you have your own horse developing it here in the States and then bringing it over to a big horse show like Lynock. And uh, it, there, there's nothing really that can equate to that. And I'm looking for nothing more than a great experience there in terms of mileage for myself and exposure for myself and my horse. Um, I, I, I can't ask for anything better. And to have a horse that's peaking at the right time, I, I couldn't be more thrilled to be honest. Oh, I know. It's really, it's, it's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. T- tell us about your horse. Cause he's just, he's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so he's a uh, Indorado Ahorn, very, very nice six-year-old. Uh, when we purchased him last year out of the uh, auction from Stahl Hendricks, I really didn't know what he was going to be. Uh, I wasn't sure. He's just so tight in front. I thought maybe he's going to be a hunter. Maybe he'll be a nice equitation horse. I I wasn't sure how careful the horse is going to be. Uh, But as time went on, I, you know, I I did the, you know, medium schooling jumpers, medium schooling jumpers to the six-year-olds, six-year-olds. He proved to me time and time again that he is a very careful horse. Uh, I mean, any mistakes we had all season with a rail were, purely my fault and, and, you know, I didn't prep the horse properly or I didn't, you know, adjust the, uh, the, uh, the ride, if you will, on a couple of the, uh, the distances, but, you know, four rails is something that I, I've never had before with a young horse. And he's just proved to me all along the way that, that, uh, he's super careful and, uh, the height is not the issue. And it's really purely my, my riding and, 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 uh, helping him get to the right distance. Um, he's, you know, he's a fantastic horse and, and I couldn't ask anything more out of the Hendrix boys because when we were looking for different horses from the auction, I, I played around and I looked at a couple different ones and, uh, we finally settled that this one by Michelle Hendrix saying to me, Jimmy, this horse, he did not show the best in the auction, but it is amazing. And trust me on this. It is amazing. I said, sure. I'm not so sure about the horse. And said, trust me, I'm telling you 100%, this is the horse for you. And uh, I put all my faith in him, and we bought the horse. 
and this is where we are now. Um, wow. You got to so love that, I, right? I'm, a good team you can rely <laughs> on, you know, because you don't know. I mean, it's so hard. You a little snapshot of the horse, yeah. you know, so, ah, you know, it's a lot of times not even representative of what the animal is. No, exactly. And especially in an auction atmosphere, some horses thrive in that. And some other horses like this one, he was you know, a late blooming five-year-old. So he, he didn't jump the best. He didn't have the best riders on him. And you watched him and you said, ah, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. But uh, like when he came home and he had uh, a month to relax here before we started uh, putting him to, uh, to the test, he, uh, he really started to rise to the occasion every single time. And uh, I don't know where his end goal is or where the end potential is, if you will, but uh, I'm nothing but excited to see where he can go. Um, he's such a fantastic horse and uh, I'm forever grateful for my clients as well to be supporting myself and this horse and sending us to Europe. Uh, I've never had that opportunity before. And, and uh, there's nothing better than having uh, some, some people who will back you financially um, in the sport. There's so uh, few and far between and the timing is everything and having the right horse and the right client at the right time is, uh, you know, as everybody knows in this business is the most crucial thing. We're only as good as the horse that's underneath us. Well, you know what? The flip side of that is, is the whole partnership is only as good as, as the developer of the horse. You've got to have a good program, a good rider and young horses. It's, you know, it's, it can be a bit touchy. People ask for too much. They're not ready to wait if the horse is a bit behind and it's, I mean, you're, you're fantastic with them. So I'm so excited that you're going, how can we keep track of this? Are you going to your Facebook on your website? Are they live streaming? How, how can we keep track? Yes. Uh, it's going to be live streaming at the finals, but I actually, I, I'm going to start doing a little bit of a, uh, uh, video blog, if you will, on my Facebook Oh, good. and, uh, keep, keep up with it. Um, and try to keep everybody updated on, on the status of the horse and the whole experience of, uh, going to Europe with, uh, this, this, uh, kind of events because uh, you know everybody really knows what the team uh, looks like when you're you're going to represent the U.S. team on the Nations Cup team and everything. But uh, you know, Linock and, and the young horse development nobody really knows about, and it's a little bit uh, uh, a little bit under the radar, if you will. Um, and speaking only to a very select few riders, from Debbie Stevens to uh, uh, you know Paul O'Shea, they were the ones that that knew the events and knew it well and had had horses go there. Um, but, uh, it's, it's very rare that, that anybody really knows how to get qualified for a line knock in or, uh, how it even runs there versus the United States, uh, because they do their, their, uh, young horse finals at the world championships differently than we do it here in the States. Um, yeah. they, the only thing they, and they run it separately and, and here in the States, every round counts towards the final results. Over there, the first two rounds get you into the final round. And in the final round, you start with a totally clean slate. So you could get there on the skin of your teeth with four faults and go in there and put in an amazing final round and win it and be gold medalist. Um, so it, it's a little bit of a different structure. And uh, it's not to me, it's not the best. I don't think the best horse wins. But uh, I think the way we do it here in the States with the structure of the scoring, I think, is best just like any other national final or world championships or Olympics, it's cumulative. Uh, but, you know, they, they do their thing their own way and that's fine. And we just have to, we have to adapt to it and, and uh, live with it. Now, Jimmy, before we let you go, when do you head to Belgium? Uh, Belgium, we're going to head on Monday of, uh, I believe it's the 14th. 
Uh, I will be at Hendricks, which is only about 45 minutes away from Lynockin, from the 5th until uh, the 14th. Oh, my gosh. Well, we wish you the best of luck and can't wait to follow you on uh, got your own Facebook page. And uh, do you have a website or where you're going to do the video blogs? Yes, I, I think I'm going to do the video blogs on my Facebook. Uh, the website, we're looking into it. Uh, it's not going to be the easiest in the world, and I don't want to promise anything I can't uh, back up. So I will say I will have videos <laughs> that I will be putting on, on YouTube and on Facebook. Okay. Uh, to keep everybody updated where we you are. You better. You better. Yeah. That's serious. We got a lot of fans here. We're following you. <laughs> Good luck, man. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Thank Good you. luck. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. You. And we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Later. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Exciting. That is exciting. Cool. What a cool guy. I really like him every yeah, time he's, he's cool. on. And he's yeah. so good with the young horses. And he's a very humble guy and, and very gracious. It's it's so true that there's very few people that re- – the, the reality is we don't really have the system that is producing the trainers that in masses can produce all the young horses. So in the States, when you get you know a, a really good rider, a good jockey like this that also has the management and the sense to know when to push, when to not push with mm-hmm. these young horses, I mean, that's the name of the game. You know, we got – tomorrow's it champions is. are today's – baby horses like somebody's got to do it and and you got to do it do it uh you know without too too much pressure but obviously you've got to climb up the ranks he, he's great so you guys totally check out the facebook it keep up yeah. with it it's a very exciting thing and hopefully there's more of this you know hopefully this this exporting thing it's sort of taking off right right that'd back be at nice you, europe that'd be, that'd be great exactly that's what i'm saying you exported a horse to europe what okay I know. <laughs> it was such a, it was so surreal it's like this is crazy i mean i wish i would have kept him because i'm you know a hopeless horse girl but uh but that was that was awesome it was so cool well, you guys are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network, our special jumper edition brought to you by S Equestrian and Precise Buildings, who we're going to get to touch base with in just a few minutes. But we've got our next guest on the line, Luann Smith from the Equestrian Corner, to do our new product pick. Hey, Luann. Hey, how are you guys today? We're well, good. Great. Welcome back. Great. Thank you. Feels like it's been forever. I know it's only been a month, but God. I know. <laughs> well, like Jamie said, the longest month. August is the yes. longest month. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I know it's so great. I love I love our, our segment here with the new product pick. Luann is a regular and she is a barn girl and she always has something tried and tested, a new product for us from the equestriancorner.com. So what do you have for us today, Luann? Um, actually it's the tough rider. The uh, Juno soft shell jacket. Fall is coming upon us. I hate to say it, but it's almost here. Summer's almost over. And this jacket's awesome. Um, very, I actually bought um, like 15 of them <laughs> for some of my students that ride with me. We got some um, embroidered, which they embroider great. It's like um, a really great fabric for embroidery. You look awesome on it. Um, but it's a fitted soft shell jacket um and it has real cute um stripes at the waist so it makes you look very like kind of a silhouette which is real flattering figure flattering um nice and warm on these cool summer nights and then it'll be great for uh come fall when the weather starts getting colder uh it is windproof um I would say probably water resistant, um, like it kind of seems to fill up and, and roll off. Um, so you're not getting soaked if you get stuck out in the rain. 
Uh, they're a real cute jacket. Uh, the Equestrian Corner.com actually has them on sale. Um, just, just under $46. So I think it's a great wow. price too. That's they're very deal. well made. Yeah. Very well made. Um, they're comfy. They fit good. They look great. I mean, the, the cut of them, you know, it's not boxy. It's real kind of um, slimming, you know, and, and the stripes that are on the side, uh, the ones that I got are navy, um, and then it has a light blue, kind of that sh- silver shark blue and white stripes on the side. Um, it also comes in a black, and I believe it's like a reddish um, color for the um, stripes on the side, but the, we got the blue ones and they look so sharp. And I had my um, farm logo embroidered on the back, and it just it, you know how some some fabrics just don't embroider very well. These totally. embroider really well. Tell me the name of the yeah. jacket again. It's the um, Tough Rider Juno G J U N O soft shell jacket and. Uh, you can just search it on the equestriancorner.com under oh, um, ladies apparel. Uh, and then it's a uh, tough rider, you know, in the drop down box and, and it'll bring those up. But they've got oh, yeah, those really are nice cute. products and the little stripes. They are, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're very flattering. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I see what you mean. Not All boxy. My- it looks like a nice, a nice, a nice ladies fit. Yes. Yes, definitely. The kids, Loved them. Uh, they were so excited when they got them, you know, and uh, we have our, our state horse show camp coming up here in October. So they'll be perfect for them, you know, because it gets a little chillier at that point. And because um, it's the end of October. So I have uh, several kids that made it to state. So they'll be sporting their uh, Juno Tough Rider uh, soft shell jacket. So that's awesome. That's really yeah. great. Well, you guys check it out. TheEquestrianCorner.com. Check. Yeah, you have a couple sizes or a couple colors. You said. I, I yeah, there's two colors. It, okay. it comes in navy or black. Navy and or black. Uh, the size is available: uh, uh, small, medium, large, two uh, X and three X. So a good variety of sizes as well. Perfect. I'm actually just on your website searching helmets. I mean, you guys have everything. <laughs> have everything. We do. We do. Yeah. I, and and I, I think our prices are really good too. Yeah. I'm very, it's, it's refreshing actually. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan and, and Jennifer, our producer is the same of really funky, fun socks to wear <laughs> under your half chaps or your boots or something. And Absolutely. man, there's a great collection on here. I'm going to do some shopping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the prices are the, great too. The, um, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Well, well this guys- is great. Very Sorry. nice. Nope. It's great. I love it. You guys check it out. The equestrian Thank you, Luann so much for the new product. Oh, you're pick. So welcome. We'll talk to you next month. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Those jackets are so cute. Aren't they cute? I know yeah. we're both like, cutting each other off because we're online shopping. (laughs) 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 You can't, you can't throw something like the equestrian corner in front of me and not expect me to just click, 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 click. (laughs) I know. No, it's such a great site. It really is. And they've got, they've got lots of different options and great prices. I mean, just to have the section of like breeches, jodhpurs, and jeans, you've got the different categories of low rise, riding jeans, pull on, show breeches, knee patch, jodhpurs, full seat, side zip, bureau seat. I, I'm kind of into the pull ons right now. Let's see. Maybe it's my mom. The riding box. tights. Yeah, the riding tights. I'm kind of a fan of 
so hot here. So I'm kind of a fan of the riding tights right now. They're easy. They're nice. Cool. Well, we got it. The new product pick. I like it a lot. Uh, so Glenn have- and Jennifer just sent a message to me that we need to focus. It's so hard <laughs> because we were shopping. I know. The girls know. were online shopping. We stopped doing the radio and started shopping momentarily. We're back. Now we're well, back. The, the good news is there's some more <laughs> shopping to be done, uh, Emily. And this is my kind of shopping. And this <laughs> right. is the kind of shopping that I'm going to be doing here uh, in the next little while. I told you that my husband and I bought our you know, our future dream piece of property. Uh, it's completely blank. It's a blank slate right now. And so we're going to have to build a house and a barn and the fencing and do all that stuff within the next couple of years. And you just go and throw something like precisebuildings.com in my face and look at these barns. I am going to check out for the rest of Unbelievable. the show. Why right? don't you introduce BJ? These barns okay. are they're so, so beautiful. So we have another one of my good friends coming on, Miss BJ Earhart. She is actually a hardworking and successful horse trainer and also agenting for PreciseBuildings.com. Welcome to the show, BJ. BJ. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How are you? Oh, there. she's there. Welcome to the show. Hi, Oh, thank you. You sound like you're having so much fun, you two. <laughs> we are. We were shopping. What's more fun than shopping? I agree with you. I agree. So funny. That well, sounds I'm so, great. I'm so glad this worked out that we could get you on because you you are no stranger to find things, a shopper yourself. And I know you have <laughs> a fantastic barn. I haven't been there myself, but I see it on Facebook. BJ is actually one of our, our sponsored riders as well through the clothing line, and she's got oh, she's always deck to the nine. She's got one of that fabulous purple jacket. She is the only lady out there with it. So if you've seen that on Facebook, that is Miss BJ. But okay. so, so we're not talking about that though. We're talking about precise buildings. So tell, <laughs> tell us, how did you get Sounds- started with this amazing company? Well, you know, I had seen precise barn builders at a lot of the horse shows and their setup. Um, and one day I started speaking to John Rose, who's the director of sales and marketing for precise. And I just was so, you know, I was like, wow, these barns are beautiful. Um, And we started talking a little bit about, you know, all the different facilities that they've done in the past, which is like Chris Kapler's barn, um, you know, formerly Hunted Inn. They've done Devin Ryan's, Star Hill Training. They've done so many beautiful barns. And, you know, we started just talking a little bit about having a professional, maybe involved in their company that has been on the other end, you know, that actually has the customers in the barn a little bit. Um, and I was like, wow, I'd love to be part of this company. I mean, Precise, it's Amish-owned barn builders. They started, John Fisher started in 202, um, and he'd worked for a barn builder before that for 10 years before starting Precise. So I knew, I knew they knew what they were doing. Um, and I'd love to be part of that. So I joined in with them as a sales rep and been helping them kind of grow their business a little bit. They're from the Pennsylvania area more, and now everything's heading up towards New York. You know, Connecticut and New Jersey, they've done a bunch in Florida. They came down and did our barn in Florida for a customer of mine. And it's just so well done. Um, and they kind of brought me on board to help a little more with some of the design ideas that kind of flow in a barn so that the trainer's happy, the owner's happy, the horses are happy. Um, so I've really enjoyed working for them. They do unbelievable work. It is really, really beautiful. Looking and, at you know, some of their nice. stuff. They also... Yeah, they also do tons and tons of restoration. I don't think people realize. Sometimes they're like, wow, I can't afford a barn right now or a new indoor. 
But you know what? They do really amazing restorations of some of the old barns and even putting new faces on some of the older barns that just need new stall fronts, new grills, new... So, I mean, they do from the smallest little job up to multi-million dollar professional facility. Wow. I didn't know that at all. I, I think of them, especially with some of the barns that are listed, Hunter Den, Chris Kabler, Devin Ryan. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are, these are. Um, I did not know Kevin Plank from Under Armour had had a farm, but he, but they built his farm as well. Um, really? These are, they know, did. that's amazing. I got to check that out online. But these are all like, you know. Absolutely. Top of the food chain, like really big barns. So, so they'll come in then and do sort of a restoration, a little bit of a, a makeover. Absolutely, I've had clients up in my area have bought small little barns that look like they're going to have to tear them down, and John has gone in there and said, "Hey, you know what? We can expand this. Let's keep the let's keep the structure that's here. Let's add on and really save them a lot of money." That's awesome. So it's it's been great. It's been great. You know, we all want the the prettiest and the nicest for our horses, but sometimes our budgets don't allow that. And this is letting people get in, you know, get started maybe before they thought they could. So now, it's been great. I was looking online and trying to figure out where you guys actually work because the farm that I, I the land that we just bought is in Oklahoma. And I was so sad to, to look uh-huh. online and see that you guys, it's not your main area, but then I read on and it says, no matter where you are, give us a call. Maybe they can help. Absolutely. So where, I mean, what, what areas do you guys service? Well, they've basically been doing, you know, all of the, the Pennsylvania, you know, Maryland, Virginia, all those areas going that way. And now they're much more New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, you know, I mean, they're, as far as you can go, they'll come out and give you, give you price. They did us, you know, they did a barn for us in Florida and they oh, really? have a couple other contracts ready to go. So they're really, really expanding. I mean, um, their work is amazing and they realize that people want this and, they don't want it to be out of their realm of affordability. So they're really venturing out more and more. I have to say, um, so, you know looking through these uh, the list of, of all the fantastic barns that are done, I thought this was very unique. They did the Sussex County Horse Show Judges Stand, which is pretty epic if you've they seen did. And it. They did. And it's beautiful. And, and that's the sort of thing that um, more and more people are calling them in for. Even we had some gorgeous cupolas built for them that they ship down to Florida and so on, et cetera. So, I mean, you really just need to call and ask. They do beautiful grill work for the stalls. Um, they do some very unique um, pieces for the barn that you wouldn't even think that barn builders maybe just had those items. So all you need to do is just give John Rose a call or go on the website for, you know, www.precisebarnbuilding.com and see what they have. You know, don't be afraid to ask. Very exciting. Very cool. And, and uh, you know, where you're located is maybe not an issue, which we thought maybe could be an issue, but I think you call, you investigate, and, and get your project started. And just to, uh, I've, I've noticed that you guys do build indoor riding arenas and everything with barns attached. I mean, not not just these huge, beautiful facilities, but some smaller ones, like you were saying, within people's budgets, which is kind of exciting to, to see the difference. So you, it seems to me like you can't call, you know, say you want to build a four horse or a two horse or a run in shed or something. You kind of get a little intimidated calling those big giant companies that start with the letter M because you think they're going to laugh <laughs> at you, you know, and, and uh-huh. oh, we don't do that, but you guys do a little bit of everything. They do. And that, and that's the difference with them. You know, they're, you know, it started out as those 
smaller Amish, you know, type of group that had just grown, but they still want to be able to help all the people that, that want to put up something small too. They do do all those running shits. They do do all those little too small barns, you know, nothing is too small, but I mean, their indoor facilities, their indoor riding rinks are spectacular. Um, and anyone that wants to venture that large, it absolutely, it's well worth pepper size come in and give you an estimate. I want it. I know, right? Well, <laughs> you, I don't even have a property. It's just exactly, beautiful. Exactly. Very functional, uh, too, well, though. you know what? You know, you want a company. I mean, John, John Fisher worked for a huge company um, before that. And so he saw the problems that, you know, can be made. I mean, obviously, you know, you live and learn. And um, so since they've done so many, you don't have to go in and worry that they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Which yeah, really. really stays when you're when you're building from the ground up, you want to do it right the first time. And I think that's why they, they hired me a little bit too, because the structures are fabulous and they are so well constructed. But sometimes as a trainer, I know what maybe flows a little bit better in a barn or maybe where the wash right. stall and the grooming stall and some things. And I've kind of helped them with some of those ideas. And I've even had clients come with a complete plan that they want. And they've talked to me, and after speaking to me, they're like, wow, I really don't want that tack room there, do I? And I'm like, no, because when you're carrying your saddle out, you want to pass the feed room with the this and the, you know, just lay out. And, and I've been able to help with that. So, which is like everything. Oh my gosh, we've all, all been to like, you know, top, top dollar farms, and you just think like, this is unworkable. Like, I mean, for me, I do, you know, Absolutely. BJ, we do a lot of young horses and, and we do our own work. So, like, it matters. Like, where's the manure? Where's all of the water, the spigots, the electric? Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. these are things, it's a deal breaker. You can be in the fanciest barn aesthetically, but you go into work and it's unworkable. So, I mean, that's huge uh, that you've come on. They've just got to be thrilled to have you help, help cater to, to uh, the high end community, but also, you know, just the, the, the layout for whoever, whatever you're building. But it's really, really an important partnership. Absolutely. And, you know, because sometimes the owner is a little afraid to ask them, you know, to make a change because they know they're barn builders. But then they'll ask me, you know, knowing that I deal with it every single day, day in and day out with having my own barn and horses. And, you know, even simple things. Some people really want automatic waterers. And sometimes I'll say, you know, just double think that one because are you going to be able to regulate the amount of water your horse drinks? And they're like, wow, you know. Simple little things that Barnville will put anything you want in, but I've been able to help on that end a little bit. And, you know, they're very aware of that, too. They, they will guide you in the best direction of what's best for your horse besides kind of just what you want. Which is so important. I mean, every dollar counts and you want to get it right. Very cool. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Absolutely. BJ, for coming on. I know you're busy. Are you there at HITS? Are you showing? I'm heading back up to Hits. I will see you there, and we will be showing, and I will be yeah. my beautiful purple jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Wait till you see the FBI stabling. We had Tom Strazeri on earlier in the show, um, and uh, the, the stabling is enormous. You'll pass right by it. It's oh, like I know. Barn 7, we, 8, and 9. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be an exciting week. I'm very excited to have all those international riders and such spectacular horses up at Hits. So, I know. You know it's such a treat. It, it, it is so great. So I will see you up there and thank you for having us on. And please, anyone that's even in the smallest of project, don't be afraid to call me or John Rose or go on our website because we want to help. We want everyone to have a, a nice, safe, beautiful barn. Absolutely. And, you guys check it out. PreciseBuildings.com. All right. Thanks, girl. Thanks, BJ. See you soon. Pretty cool. Yeah, these barns are gorgeous. I'm, I'm 
They're so gorgeous, but it, it it is so true. I mean, you, I mean, I've, you, you know, I mean, if, as a horse professional, like that's what you do is go into other people's barns and you can go into some of the nicest barns and you're just like, wow, like nobody here has ever cleaned a stall or nobody here has <laughs> ever had to plug in an electric or anything or, you know, I, that's like, what I was thinking of is where do I, where do I plug my clippers in? Yeah. Seriously? Right. Like where's the, club? what we really need. The yeah. chandeliers are awesome, but please. Wear <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I just, I'm loving looking at the different types of outside, like the siding, either they can do cedar or the, uh, I don't even know what it's called, but the plank or there's a one with some brick on it. It's just gorgeous. So these barns are spectacular. That's what we're trying to decide is like, do we want the upstairs hayloft or we want a separate building for hay? So what type of roof are we going to have? I mean, it's so exciting to think about. And this really gives you a good idea. That's the other thing we're trying to figure out is the layout. We're on this piece of property. Where does everything go? Like one, like it really depends too on probably the the topography of the property and where you are and to have a group of people to say, okay, well, if you put the ring down here, you're going to get water or needs to uh-huh. go up here, or, you know, all that stuff. And it, it's just nice to feel like you have a team and like BJ is saying that you're not, they're not just going to be like, yeah, sure. Like two electric waters and automatic waters in every stall or like whatever it is, just do what you want. Have have actually sort of like a, a panel discussion of sorts Right. What is the best thing to do here? Because it's expensive and, you know, you want it kind of done once. Yeah, yeah I want it done right for sure. Uh, and then we've got our our next guest is is actually ready if you want to go ahead yeah. and, and introduce him. Andrew Philbrick from Princeton Show Jumping. Uh, and then I want to ask you about, you know, we were talking a little bit to Tom earlier about all the horses and the jog up that happens for the FEI classes. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the guests, is it is that a big deal? He said it was kind of boring, but <laughs> you know, coming from the eventing world, the jog up is very you know, people That's get right, very you dressed do. up and they braid and they go yeah. crazy and there's best dress competitions oh and God. all that. Is it I've like seen that? It's so funny. Yeah, no, so, it's not quite not like that, but but it not is. It, people are not like okay, getting dressed up and stuff, but I mean, it is important because that determines whether or not you can show and. You know, it's, I mean, horses move funny. You know, you have a horse with a little bit of a club foot, like he might trot a little funny and you're going to have some suspicion or whatever. I mean, it is, it's definitely, you know, people are holding their breath a little bit. I, I like to watch the jog and and be there because it's exciting. You get to see all the top horses come out and everything, but, um, but yeah, there's no best dressed award, not to my knowledge. So it's just kind of, does the rider jog the horse or does a groom jog it or I'm not a hundred percent sure what's required. I most of the time, the rider jogs, I think almost all the time. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. You know, they all have to go out and, and it does determine whether or not you can show. So it's happening. We're, we're doing it right now. That's exciting. But, I just yeah. I just wanted to ask that before we got uh, moved on too far, too much further. But why don't you introduce Andrew from Princeton Show Jumping? Yeah, this is really, really great that we were able to book this segment. As you guys know, earlier in the show, I was talking about being able to go and show down there at Princeton, which is like Princeton, Princeton, New Jersey by the college. And it's such a cool area. It's a fantastic show. Andrew Felbrick is the owner at Hunter Farms and has uh, developed the show series over, over quite a few years. So we're so excited to have him on Andrew Felbrick. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Great to be here. Yeah, this is, this is very exciting for, for people that show in this area or even want to come and watch because you have done something that is really, I think quite unique 
with your your the the okay you have a new property so we can say the grounds but also just the management of the show tell tell us a little bit of the background about the sh- about the show when did you guys start well Princeton show jumping at Hunter Farms has been around for 25 years uh but as anybody who has been to the old Hunter Farms we have a tiny property that's very close to town but it is literally 10 acres so to run a horse show, we only ever ran a one-ring horse show at Hunter Farms. And frankly, it grew and it grew and it grew to the bursting point where we really didn't have any room to expand at all. And we were full every day and running into the early evening. And we just, I, I've been constantly looking for a way to, to have a bigger and better showgrounds. But in our area, you know, the cost is so prohibitive. And I really didn't want to go miles and miles and miles away. I have a a young son. And when I used to live on the road, that was one thing. But to have a showground that's four or five hours away over in Pennsylvania, where it's less expensive, I really thought was out of the um, was out of the realm. I really wanted to be home more. So having the showground that this showgrounds is literally a mile from my house. So it suits those needs. And we were just really lucky to get it. Oh, I know. I hadn't been. Um, well, I've been to your at the at your Hunter Farms show quite a few times over the years. I love it, but that's the the real deal. It's small. I mean, it's done. It's beautifully dressed. It's a great show, but it is. It's small. There's the one ring, the one the grass field, and all of this. Um, but you, you know, you rode and competed and everything. So you you have a, an eye for what needs to happen, and the the proof is in the the exhibitors, the competitors continuing to come back and growing to the point that you you needed to expand. So it's. Very exciting. Really job well done. It looks fabulous. Well, that's really nice of you. I, I, I think that there is a bit of a disconnect. We have a, I serve on the show management committee of the uh, Federation. And one of the things I notice is no exhibitors. And I really think that when you look at a show that's run by an exhibitor, you know, they're really cognizant of what people want. So, you know, Syracuse was a very popular show run by riders, by DZ and her husband, John, and, and Frank and, you know, Eric, those guys went to work shows every week that they weren't running Syracuse. So it was a very well-received show. And I think that uh, people who go to shows every week really know what it's like to take students uh, and horses to the in-gate. And what's really important to us sometimes gets missed by what I would say is professional horse show management. So I think we have a better uh, understanding of, of what's really important. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's really it's really a great atmosphere, and and for spectators as well. You have our our, our uh, clothing line is actually a sponsor. We set up a booth, and and we'll continue. Um, and it's it's just a, a really great feel. There, I would say there were quite a few people there watching the Grand Prix the last week. Well. We've been really, I think that that's key to having a successful show. And that wasn't my idea. You know, I think a lot of uh, great ideas you can uh, borrow from other people. And I remember the first time that I wrote at Spruce Meadows, I was an absolute no nobody. And yet Ron Southern sat down to me and out of the blue, personally, privately said, you know what the key to this horse show is? Fanny's in the seats. And I was thinking, who is this crazy man? And why is he talking to me? And he said, you don't understand. And I said, no, I'm just a rider. I don't understand. He said, Fanny's in the seats makes two things happen. It makes riders want to be there. And it makes sponsors want to be there. 
Uh-huh. So spectators yep. is a, is really key to the development and growth. And if you go to a horse show that's very well established, like Devon or Southampton, in Devon's case, they've been there a hundred years, and the, it's it's into the fabric of the community that Thursday night it's standing room only there, and that's important to everyone. So we're making a big push to try to increase our spectator base. And the fact is we have really easy parking for 5,000 cars out of town. So we're in a good location, but I can tell you building a spectator base takes time. Uh, it takes a real effort and money to advertise and let people know you're there. I can't tell you how many people come and say, Oh my gosh, I never even knew there were four sports in this area. Like, it's incredibly easy to get missed, you know, even in a very busy area like this with lots of people around. So it's a, it's a prime motivation for us. We do direct mailing. We do advertising. We have a 30-second commercial that we're running locally. I mean, wow. We're really focused on trying to, I mean, we'd like, you know, we'd, our goal short term is 5,000 people there to watch the Grand Prix on Sunday. And, and I think that long term, as we expand, I think we have the the parking and the infrastructure to have 10,000 people at the horse show. Now, if you compare that to Spruce Meadows on Sunday of the Masters, there's 50,000 people there. So I, I think our goals are are within reason, but that would that would make a huge difference to uh, to what we're doing. Absolutely, just the sport of show jumping. You know, building the the sponsor uh, is is key. I mean, that's what you have to do. And you can't do that unless you have the, the eyes, the people there interested watching live streams, showing up. It's, it's really incredible. And the location is awesome because you just drive right downtown. Princeton university is there. There's fabulous restaurants. It's a real scene and you can draw as well off of that area. And it's, it should go hand in hand. And you're right. The facility is is big. How, how exactly big is that parcel of land? It looks enormous. (laughs) It's 110 acres, and it was a, a former sod farm. So at, at, I'll try to give you some. I'll try to give you some comparison. The, the main showgrounds at WEF is about half that. So it's, a- it's double the size of that. And of course, because it was a sod farm, the only trees are on the perimeter or, or landscaping trees that we planted. So there's about 70 acres of just pure grass there. So it's a it's sort of horse heaven. And you can't grow sod without good drainage. So that uh, the property was really set up well to drain, and that's really suited. Uh, you know, it's really suited horse farm uh, a horse farm situation as well. Oh yeah, totally. I actually rode out on one of the show. I, I was doing my young horse during the week, and then on the weekend I rode out in that huge field adjacent to the stabling area, and I. I think uh, Joanne had just recently told me that it was it was previously a sod farm, and I was like, absolutely. I mean, this is like just so flat. I mean, you could just go galloping. I mean, what a treat to have all of that land that's practically beautifully groomed for for horse riding on the grass. I love it. Well, I think that's a. Yeah, I remember Joe Farr just came to our show this this a couple of weeks ago, and you know, George the, Joe looked out on the on the grass area on the other side of the Grand Prix field, and he kind of kind of with the dubious uh, way that only Joe can ask a question. He said, what's the chance of being able to ride out there? And I was <laughs> like, absolutely. That's, that's why we mow it. That's why we plug it. That's why we fertilize it. Of course, that's, you can ride out there. 
he was well pleased because as you know, you know, because of what it takes to have a big grass field, it, you know, there's a lot of shows you go to where you're really in the ring or, or you're in the stall. And, and so yep. that's a real pleasure for us to be able to have all that space. Oh, it's so great. The numbers will definitely grow. Now tell me about your footing. You, you guys, I, I've ridden on it now. I mean, it is, it's unbelievable, but, but tell me how, how about your footing? Who, who does it? When did it get put in? So that was the very first thing that we did at the new showgrounds, and it was our main focus. Everything else came after the process of doing the footing, because we feel, you know, the old saying, no hoof, no horse. I really believe in my absolute soul that the heart and soul of a horse show is the footing first. Yeah, absolutely. Everything else is secondary. If you, if you can't jump on the footing, if your horse is injured on the footing, if you can't ride in the rain, you, you really have no horse show and you can have the biggest crowds and lots of prize money and, you know, all kinds of sizzle, but without footing, you, you really are in a position where you can damage hurt horses, hurt riders. And, and again, when it rains, the end of competition. So, or it's yeah. unsafe. So we put an unbelievable amount of time, two solid years of research into uh, doing the footing and discovered as many opinions about footing uh, as, as there are opinions about horses. So to really dig through that and get to the bottom of what really works took some real research. I did uh, really, I interviewed probably five different footing quote experts and builders here in America and then I discovered uh, Ruff International in Germany, and that's two, uh, two brothers that installed um, float rings for many, many years and have done all kinds of full drainage rings. And both of those guys flew over here, and really the first thing they did was look at the ground, and the second thing they did was drive all over South Jersey going to different sand pits and sand mines trying to find what they thought was the right sand to use. So I think the sand is really critical, uh, and we took the five best samples that they like. They looked at them under a microscope. They sent those five samples off to U.S. Silica over in Pittsburgh for an evaluation of what they were, uh, and they came back with basically two choices, uh, and we were lucky enough to find sand that was within 50 miles of us, which for a lot of people won't find sand of that quality in 50 miles. Uh, and then the, the, the second thing is... Everybody asks me, well, what's the composite of the material you use in the ring? And I can tell you that uh, after an inch of rain, whatever you use in the ring doesn't matter because your footing is saturated and it really doesn't matter what fiber you use, what sand you use. If you don't have drainage, you cannot survive more than an inch of rain. A regular sand ring with no footing underneath it, a classic uh, 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 laser graded, uh, stone dust on the bottom with footing on top ring can survive sort of medium rainfall. But what we have under our, our show rings that doesn't show is 60,000 tons of washed rock and eight inch piping. So the whole thing is laser graded. There is 10 inches of clean stone in a fabric barrier, both bottom and top. And wow. then we put our footing on top of that. So, to give you an idea to build a, uh, 
build a normal, what we would call a normal ring in New Jersey, which is a, a, a grading off, compacting the subsurface and putting stone dust on it and calling it a ring, that costs 50 cents a square foot. To do proper international footing is about $6 a square foot. So it's an exponentially bigger investment. But as you've seen, because you've ridden on it, it's great when the sun shines and it's, and it's really good footing when the sun shines. But if it rains for three days and you come to our show, that's when the footing really shines because in any weather, in any conditions, you can jump a meter 60 on that footing. And that's, that's modern show jumping. And that's what people who are spending upwards of a million dollars on horses want. They just don't want to take a risk with those horses with, with really uh, what was traditional footing. Oh, for sure. And it does get crazy out there. I think as people are adding more of the synthetics, it's just, it, it can go wrong in a hurry. And it did actually show, uh, show it rained last show, um, really, really heavy. It wasn't for days. It was just for part of the day. And that it, I did have a horse showing at that time on the weekend. I think it was Saturday. I mean, it was crazy rain. It came down hard and I mean, you couldn't even tell. And like, there should have been standing water, at least a little bit, you know, it was there, it, it was, it was enough rain that it would have affected inferior footing, but it, it is, it's fantastic to jump on. We, we really, we really loved going now before we run out of time, I want to touch on, on this, uh, other interesting fact. We actually, uh, last tour show, we were there. I thought it was quite interesting that you were doing the course designing. You do have fantastic job. They're great courses, young horses, and everybody had a very good time, but that's not always the case. You have other course designers that come in. Well, I, I would say again, the, the next thing in our, in our checklist, when we built Princeton show jumping, the first thing was to try to have the absolute best footing possible. I really believe that the next thing above that is the course designing. And as a former rider and as a current trainer, I know what, a, what poor course design can do to your horse showing experience. It can make you not want to show. It can discourage riders. It can discourage horses. It can stop it can really you from make showing. Your, your, absolutely. I have been to shows where not because I thought things were presented in such a way that they were just downright dangerous. So for us, I have a real passion for course designing, not just because I have a license, but mostly because I, I was fortunate enough to ride and ride in Europe and ride in Calgary and ride in Mexico and really be exposed to co top course designers. So I knew what that, uh, what that really meant uh, and how important it was. So I try to have course designers like Alan Wade. He's, he's currently working. He'll be here at the next show in a couple of weeks for the Young Horse Championships. Alan, if you don't know, is the course designer for the Royal Dublin Society Horse Show in Dublin. He's had nothing but rave reviews. Dublin used to change course designers every year. And about seven or eight years ago, Alan came and they said, oh my gosh, why are we having anyone else? And it's been eight years. He's the only one who built Dublin. And he wow. built the Harrisburg World Cup last year. He's a top course builder. Olaf Peterson Jr. comes once or twice a year to our place, top course designer. Michelle Valancourt has built for me for the last 20 years, and he built the Pan American Games this year in Canada to rave reviews and was an Olympic silver medalist himself. When I can get him, Conrad Holmfeld comes again. 
uh, a gold and silver medalist with with built world games in Kentucky. We really strive to have that level of people, and that exposes and encourages not just the top level, but there are a lot of locals that don't understand the importance of having course designers of this level. And exposing them to that says to them, hey, you know, I need to pay attention to this because actually this has made a real difference to me. And if I go off to some horse show where they don't pay attention to course designing, you know, it really makes a difference to me. So I'm hoping that there's some education involved in that as well. But there's just nothing like going to a horse show with great footing, beautiful jumps, and you walk in the ring and some famous course designers there and you think, wow, this is going to be a great week. Totally. And it has that feel and the jumps do not disappoint. Everything is beautifully dressed in the ring. We're, we're actually going to try to get one of our young horses there for your, your young horse final in a couple of weeks. And so excited for the opportunity for the young horses to experience the footing, the top course designing, the venue, and the, I mean, the location is fantastic. Now, do you guys do a live stream? We do. Every Sunday we do a live stream and we'll also live stream the finals of the young horse championships. So that Super. first week, but we always do Sunday Grand Prix on live stream. And uh, uh, we've had a nice response to that. The, the funniest story about the live stream is uh, uh, one week, Georgina Bloomberg showed up to show. And on Thursday of that week, it was out in the New York Post that Georgina was, was pregnant. And so Georgina was riding in the Grand Prix and had a very simple mishap, but fell off onto her feet. We had 10,000 hits at that moment. <laughs> oh, because man. everybody wanted to get on to see Thanks what so happened funny. to Georgina. In Thank the God she was okay. absolutely unfazed. But, it was a, but we're, we're, we're growing a live feed. You know, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because I have friends who are local who sometimes will say, well, gosh, the live feed's so clear and so easy to see. You know, maybe I just won't come out and deal with the traffic and I'll stay home. So Boo. there's, but, but really we're getting, we're getting hits from California and Canada and wow. all over the place. I have a friend in Germany who turns on, uh, uh, you know, late at night and watches the live feed. I mean, it's, it, it, I think it's a really positive thing and I think it exposes the horses and riders and they're getting, uh, you know, they're getting phone calls. They never, when they do well, they're getting phone calls. They never knew anybody was watching. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, it really is growing a lot. Now, you guys check it out at PrincetonShowJumping.com. If you are in the area, if you've got a, a niece or a nephew or somebody going to Princeton, you can shoot over to the horse show or you're coming to visit. I mean, it's a great prime location for visiting and it's it's growing. It's super horse sport and the it's spectator friendly. There's nice bleachers. Everything's covered. We had a great time. So thank you so much, Andrew, for coming on. This is a great show. Thank you for putting it on. And you guys check it out, PrincetonShowJumping.com. Emily, thanks for having me. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Talk to you soon. So, Emily, I've been taking notes. I'm uh, going to build a precise building barn, and I'm going to have to talk to Andrew about getting footing in my arena. <laughs> that, there you I go. Mean, what a wealth of knowledge on everything related to setting up and designing and organizing a facility. 
Totally, totally. And and he was a rider, like he's saying. Yeah. A competitive rider, has been around the block. And they've really, I mean, it, it really is fantastic. I, I hadn't been myself to the new facility. I'd showed quite a bit at the old facility, which was also great. But a lot of times it was on the grass and it was small. Like if you weren't showing, you know, you had to fight your way into the schooling area to flat around. Um, but people keep coming back. I mean, he's got top riders, Olympic riders that come regularly to these dates and top course designers. So, but then he also, like he's saying, has the the local sort of crowd. And, and I had some younger riders and some younger horses there this last time doing like the 80 centimeters, you know, teeny tiny jumps in one of the other rings. And it just was a feel good place. Really nice for the spectators. I'm a vendor there. I have a booth set up and, and that was quite, that, that was quite a good experience. A lot of foot traffic. Um, I don't know. I think it's great. I think it's an up and coming thing. And, uh, for sure you want to talk footing. That's the man to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my gosh, I just can't even, he just an inch of rain. I didn't realize how much of a difference an inch of rain would make in your arena. I guess I never thought of that being from Phoenix. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, right. We just like dump some sand in a, in a little <laughs> level area and there's your arena. <laughs> right. I know. Totally. But I, I think sometimes that's better than, than, uh, playing with the synthetics and doing it poorly because then you yeah. really have problems. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a very educational and interesting show. Thank you so much, uh, Emily. This is awesome. Of course, uh, sequestrianco.com is the new website. And make sure you guys go and follow them on Facebook. You can look up precisebuildings.com as well. Anything else we need to mention before we wrap this up? We're already over time. I know it was packed. It was so packed. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. You guys just check us out the clothing line at sequestrianco.com. Like Jamie said, we've got a lot of new, new pictures going up, new stuff happening with the custom program. So we would love to make you some custom shirts. And I saw the purple jacket and oh my so gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. I made that for myself. I was like, nobody is going to wear a purple jacket. And I got to the horse show like two days later and BJ was like, oh my gosh, that is the best purple jacket. <laughs> her barn colors are purple. I'm, I'm like, make all these jackets and I don't myself have an sequestrian jacket because I make one for myself and then I sell it because somebody wants it. So one right. of these days right. I'm going to keep one, but no, it's been great for business. So you guys check it out online. Fantastic. And thank you so much, Emily. It's been a pleasure as always. And thanks to Jennifer. And I think Glenn's somewhere in the, in the background working on something. So I think he's just yelled at me through online chat a couple of times when, yeah, he when we were shopping. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, uh, we will talk to you again next month. Thank you so much. I know. And good good talking luck and happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Getting old. We'll 21. talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Legal. <laughs>